0: Welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard, a podcast focused on the reality of teaching and other musings from and about professionals. Hosted by Chris Munn and Justin Russell.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey! This is episode Hello. ten now, and you just heard that was our special guest speaker that we we mentioned on our on. Did we Very do it on Twitter special. on Facebook? I remember. Yes, there were a bunch yeah. of thumbs up for that. It is um, Coach Sunken. What's up? Yeah! Yeah! The elite track coach. Elite. So I am part of the elite. Part of the elite. How you doing? Good. Yeah?
0: Trying to trying to hold this baby in for a couple more weeks, but, but ready any day. So I am not drinking tonight, sadly, but I know you guys are drinking for me.
1: Yeah, we are. Here we go. All right, Russ. What are you doing?
2: What are you drinking Hi. tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm super fancy tonight. I'm drinking these busy, like, fancy and healthy because these things have antioxidants in them. Yeah, so, they're healthy like,
1: for
2: you. I, yeah, I'm not only cleansing my system, and I feel very good about what I'm drinking. So, uh, no, this one's pretty good. I, I never had them before, but uh, I had um their margarita flavors.
1: Oh, really?
2: <laughs> yeah, so these are, these are pretty good. And then um, earlier I was drinking my... Uh, timber uh timberline whiskey yeah oh that was smooth and then yeah i gotta finish it up because i got some other stuff i want to get to here that i've been buying
1: yeah you're making your rounds and hitting hitting stores right
2: yeah 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 Yeah, hitting some stores and get some local stuff that you can only buy in the area
1: nice 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 yeah sweet um, I am I'll I'll say it since you didn't ask me. I am drinking the uh Tomstown vodka. <laughs> that's kind of thing though. Like you're nice to me and then I'm just rude. You know right? This. You're the you're a dick. <laughs> it's called reciprocity. I ask you a question, you ask me a question. So it's Tomstown vodka with Sprite. That's uh, very, very smooth. I think it's still was it seventeen times? Yeah, that's the one remember. in Something uh like that. isn't that the one in Kansas City that has the
2: the still is like three stories, right?
1: Uh yeah. No. Uh,
2: yeah, I think yeah, so. it's like a little it's like a it's like really thin. It's like a needle this uh still and it's like recording three in progress.
1: Oh, do you guys hear that? Sorry. I wasn't breezed on Zoom and <laughs> I uh forgot to start and record it very very professional. Uh so yeah, recording in progress, Bree, so you are
2: recording oh, officially on.
1: Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I think Tomstown does have that that three-story still, maybe. Um yeah, yeah. But very smooth, yeah. I, I mean, you can drink it on ice, but then I think you might call me an alcoholic, so we put some Sprite in there. No, I call you a
2: madman, man.
1: Yeah. yeah that's a little uh <laughs> vodka martini? Yeah, definitely. All right, so we got that out of the way. Sorry. Bree's not drinking anything because she is about to pop. She's pretty good. Oh, any yeah. Any day. Any day now. Yeah. Is, is your uh, daughter excited? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't really. I think she's gonna be really jealous, but I think she's gonna be really, really excited at the same time. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's how it usually goes. Like they get really super excited, and like it's their sister, yeah. it's their brother, or whatever, and they they like yeah. are very protective. So is she is
2: she into babies though? Does she like does she have like little dolls and she like pretends to be a mom? Yeah,
0: she loves babies. She is currently like we had to bring our car seat in we had to take it to my husband's parents this weekend, just in case. And she wanted me to bring it back inside, and now she likes to sit in it. So I'm afraid she's going to, like, try and pull her <laughs> sister out of it. And be like, no, that's mine. Now,
1: now how did your dogs do with your first – with your daughter?
0: Um, Gus, like, liked her, but Chevy – so Chevy was the first. And when we brought Gus home, he was, like – okay, this dog isn't leaving, like, all right, that's fine, I guess, Uh, and then we brought Pearl home, and he was like, okay, she's kind of cool, and then he was like, so she's not leaving either, so he's going to be, he's going to be, like, pissed for, like, two weeks, like he was when he brought Pearl home.
2: It's funny how that works.
0: Yeah, it's... He's just a grumpy old man right now, so I can only imagine that <laughs> he's going to be like.
1: Yeah, that's one of those, like, you get nervous a little bit because you don't know how you... Like, if you have a dog before, you have a kid. And we had our... our we had Chase first, but um you just never know how they'll react no. to something new. I mean, a lot of times they're protective right. and they're... It's their human, but, I mean, you hear some stories, too, about... And usually it's a certain breed of dog, but of uh, yeah. getting upset and...
0: No, the bo- the dogs are actually really good with Pearl. Like Pearl will pull their tail, and they like don't do anything. I'm just like shoot, like Chevy will start running, and Pearl will have a hold of his tail, and he just does
2: nothing.
1: <laughs> that's good. To, like
0: you, like bite her. Yeah,
1: that's a
2: good dog. right, but yeah. it's a great dog. Good personality.
1: Yeah. Um. So, although Bria is no longer with us because she, well, neither is Justin. You guys bailed on me. I mean, yeah. You know, you left me in the dust greener um, green pastures green yeah yeah no kidding except you're in texas which is oh i broke that uh you're in texas which <laughs> is a dust bowl
0: i left because he told me i
1: should take the opportunity so oh i'm yeah. not i'm not mad well, i'm jealous i mean i'm
2: i'm just upset well, you guys left me i'm catching a trend here Brie. like you left i left like a lot of people left and chris is still there so i mean the only common denominator
1: is chris yeah, no kidding. I'm starting to get like a complex. <laughs> eh, well, I've got my drink with me, so we're fine. <laughs> I'll forget about it. But Bree's still coach with me, so there we go. She yeah, signed you
2: still got your hook in a little bit. Lifetime
1: yeah. contract. She's got to wait at least a five, four years for Chase. Yep. Got to coach him. Jimmy
0: Chris told me he's running hurdles, so yeah. that
1: made me excited. Told me that too. I saw him- this week, I think we Everyone got a few. Too. I think we got a few guys that are gonna. It'd be nice to. I got to talk to some kids still. Um, I have highlighted of kids I think that'll help us. Um, but it'd be sweet if we could do two teams, a uh, shuttle hurdle. But yeah, that would be nice. We will see. We will see. Uh, so last time we talked about um parent teacher conferences, and we said that this time we were gonna talk more about because uh, maybe we didn't say this, but um, you know, Thanksgiving breaks coming up here in a few weeks. And then right after that, three weeks later's Christmas break. So we, as young teachers, when you, you know, you don't have as, you know, you don't have maybe a family or maybe you're married, but you don't have kids yet. Or, and we call Bria a new teacher, but she's, I mean, she's eight years in, but she's still new to us because we're, what are we, is it 16 and 17 years? Yeah, yeah,
2: and you think about the average, what, teaching span is, what, 40 years? Like, she's still new. She's a baby.
0: (laughs) 40 years? Oh, my gosh. So long. Strap in and
1: buckle up. (laughs) So, like, what do we do? I'm already
0: getting too old for
1: this. (laughs) Hey, you can buy yourself, uh, what is it, quarters at IPERS, but they're expensive. Yeah. Like, to buy in. They're
2: super expensive. Yeah. Yeah, super
1: yeah, I, I don't was... even get
0: IPERS anymore. I have a 401k now.
2: Oh, I that... only get, oh like, get... fancy pants.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got a 401k. I didn't even know what I was doing. I had to like talk to my husband's mom about how to apply for it and everything. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know anything oh, about thing. like insurance or any of oh. that. So I asked my husband's mom to help me with those things because I don't is, know. is she <laughs> licensed. She does Kevin's, like, books and everything. Like, she is, like, oh, knows cool. she's my account, she knows money, like.
1: Nice. Oh, neat. That, that's nice. Yeah. That helps. So yeah. then, um, do, do they match it then? Or do they contribute uh, to?
0: Something about, something about if you put in six, like, they'll match three, and then there's the one other one. But I think I did that, like.
2: Yeah. Six. yeah, it's that's a pretty generic plan. Yeah, it's pretty solid though. I mean can you imagine that, Chris, if we had six percent match on our Ipers? Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. that'd be unreal wicked. Yeah. Retire
1: yeah. now, maybe. I just have to keep coaching yeah. forever
2: so I can keep getting that little little bit
0: of ipers with my coaching. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> your that's called a nest egg.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what a lot of teachers do when they're younger and I mean some even as they get older is that they work outside of school uh, to supplement their income, which is crazy when you think if somebody has a career and then they have a job on top of that. Like if you thought, uh, if somebody's an accountant and then all of a sudden they're working at like come and go on the weekends or like they're a a lawyer and then they're donating plasma, you know, (laughs) when they get home. I mean, of course, lawyers and accountants make more than teachers, but you get what I'm saying. I mean, what what other career do a lot of people have second jobs.
2: Yeah. And we're, and we're, we're not detracting from, you know, skilled workers who, who work full-time jobs, but the majority of people who have full-time careers uh, or what we would designate as careers tend not to have the need to have a second job. Right. Like, um, and the hard part is, is what do you do if you're, one of those careers that you really can't have a second job. And I'm thinking like police officers, like how often do you hear a police officer putting in 50 hours a week? Right. And then working 20 hours at target, you know, being a, a shop, you know, a shopper for people. I, you just don't hear about it. Cause I don't, a lot of them can't have that second job, you know?
1: No, I think if anything, they'll, they work off duty, maybe as either security or, or something like that. Yeah. And Moonlight. I they, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of times. And if you think about coaching, I mean, coaching is technically like a second job. It's outside oh, of yeah. work. Well, coaching
0: is a second job.
1: Like, yes. <laughs> I co- yes,
0: I was. I coach yes. cross country this fall, and I so I teach at a different school now than I coach at. Um, because I don't coach, I don't coach, I don't teach at the same school Chris does anymore. But I would like get done with with school at, like three o'clock then I would drive the 12 minutes to the school and then I would have practice for an hour and then I would have to leave and go pick up Pearl. Oh my gosh. And then I would have to drive. I didn't have to drive to the meet, but like it made more sense for me to drive to the meet. Uh, And it
2: was just like. But that's two other aspects, right, Brie, which is not only being a parent, but then also the travel. Because if you don't, if you don't teach at the district you coach at, um, and, and we've we've all three have known several people who have been great coaches that don't work for the district, right? Like just the 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 time constraint on them for travel, their job, their schedules, like it's nuts. You're right; it's a second or third job at times. So,
1: yeah, and it's not like you get so when you drive because before I came back and I was working at a shelter, I was still coaching at the school um i would drive to meets to track meets and i will say there is a benefit. it is nice being able to drive in your own vehicle and if you need to stop and grab something to eat or to drink on the way there that's nice and you're not babysitting a bunch of kids on a bus Um uh, yeah but it's not like they compensate you for your your gas or your mileage either though i okay. mean that's especially yeah. now I, i'd hate to yeah. be driving my yeah. you know myself to a meet or something as expensive as gas is
2: you know what What really makes me, what really reminds, this reminds me of is like there was an article yesterday about Twitter uh, programmers and employee managers and employees like all up in arms because some of them had to work the weekend. Some of them felt pressured to, to spend the night at the office because they had to get things done. Um, and they, some of them were complaining that they weren't going to get compensated for the time and I just laughed because I'm like, welcome to an educator's life. Like how many times have, have we felt the pressure to, to stay at school, right? Until nine, 10 o'clock at night or work over the weekend or uh, the pressure that you're going to get fired because you didn't have stuff ready for the next day, right? Or the project that was supposed to be due. Like I, I just laugh when I see people that are making 70,000 to a hundred thousand a year bitching and moaning that they had to stay. And then they're asking, well, aren't we going to get compensated for this extra time? And it's like, again, welcome to an educators life. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and Brie, I don't know about how, you know, when you were, when you were teaching with me is that, um, I know it's not even just that, like you do it. It's almost like you're expected if you don't get it, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have time mm-hmm. at school because all of a sudden your plan times become meeting times and you run out of planning every day, but then it's ex- almost expected that you're going to take work home with you and do it or stay later than the contract time. And, and I can't remember the, the way it was stated about um, like staying after contract time, but I know there's a couple times when comments were made of, um, you know, how it's almost expected or like I do this. So you probably, you know, you should be doing it too. It's for the kids.
0: Yeah. Some of it was like you may have to do this outside of contract hours, and it's just like, thank you. Yeah, I'll definitely be doing that. But I think like even like (laughs) when we had conferences like this
2: past, like.
1: Oh, she froze. I think Justin, are you still there?
2: Yeah, I'm still here, man. Um, But I think what she's getting at too is it's a good point.
1: Go ahead, Bree. Bree, you froze. Sorry. Go ahead. You're talking about conferences. Um,
0: I was just saying, like, this last year for conferences, like, I know that we got out at, like, 2.45 and then had to be, like, in the gym, like, right at 4 o'clock. And we usually have some downtime to, like, prep and, like, get ready for parents. And, like, it just seems like this last year, like, most of that time got taken away and it was more and more time. And I think that's why we see more and more people leaving the profession or doing something else because... All of our time that's supposed to be designated for planning is being taken by, um, like you're subbing or you have to go to a meeting, Chris. Why does it say there's only 10 minutes left?
1: I know it's because I'm <laughs> on, uh, we're doing it through Zoom, and um, yeah, I did. They charge you now,
2: yeah. Um, but hey, Chris, this would be a good time to do our, our little shame, shameless
1: plug for right. Well, With hey, Bree, like, you, uh, you said you had to leave <laughs> at uh, 8 30 anyway, right? So that's like, yeah, that's perfect timing. Uh, so, we, hey, you you've got me nine to talk minutes. Bree. I mean,
0: like, you want me to talk about any side hustles I've done in like the past few years, like for teaching? And yeah. Know, like,
2: yeah. The-
1: yeah, that's because that's what we're going to get to. But-
2: and uh, if you could talk about that, and then maybe some tips for new teachers or those things about getting the profession how to okay. juggle all that, like marriage, personal life, all that. not
0: good at it yet, Justin. I'm not good at it. <laughs> That's because she's <laughs> well, a new teacher. Well, but you've made it eight
2: years. Yeah, but you've made yeah. it eight years. So, I mean, you, gotta, you have at least one or two. I mean, you're doing pretty well, so.
0: Yeah. Um. So, one job that I did do uh, when I – the first year I – came to our school, the one that I taught with Chris at, um, I worked at Maurice's. I thought it was a good idea to get a job in retail. Um, And then I thought I was doing myself a favor by like telling my boss, oh, I can work like this many many hours. So there is a variety of times so I won't get like scheduled for all of them. And then my manager was like, no, I'm just going to schedule for literally all the times that you put down. And I'm like, I work a full-time job and you are going to (laughs) schedule me for like, 25 hours at this retail job. Like, I don't think so. Um, I had a bad manager. That was a really bad experience. And then like it added to so much stress at my actual like teaching job. So I had to quit, but that was one thing I did. What I did like about it though, it was completely different than teaching. And I got to like get, get away from the stress of teaching for a few hours. Um, a few times a week. Um, I sold lip scents for a while, you like makeup. Wh- <laughs> okay,
1: okay. I sold
0: makeup okay. for a while.
1: Um, Do you win the green or the big pink Cadillac? Oh, that's <laughs> no. It. That's Sally. That's no. the wrong company.
0: It was, I should not. It was something I should not have done. I, I just, it was.
1: You was too can like look like me.
0: Six months and I was like, this is not.
2: We're, we're done. <laughs> Um, her, her. her science class became, like, selling it to the kids, didn't yeah.
1: it? It's not a pyramid scheme. It's a
2: multi-level
1: marketing opportunity. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I think about that. I don't even know what movie it is, but they, like, talk about it, and it's, like, an upside-down triangle, and they're, like, flip it over, and it's, and like, oh, it's a pyramid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just sell two cards to this guy, <laughs> and then he sells two <laughs> cards, and then.
0: Um what was also supposed to talk about dealing what, with some, like, okay, so what's some
1: advice, um, oh, advice. For, for younger teachers that like may need that part-time job, but being able to balance it with, with teaching.
0: I found out that if you take stuff home, even if you don't do it, it makes you feel better. <laughs> so I always pack my bag full and I take it home and I usually don't do it. Um, as a first year teacher, like I think last year I learned, a lot about like not stressing about things and like knowing that when I go home, like it's time I spend with my family, even as a brand new teacher, like I had a student teacher last year and I told her, I said, if you don't take away anything from this, like your mental health is the most important thing. Um, and if, if what you're doing is getting in the way of your mental health, like then you need to step back and take a break. Like first, your teaching is a lot, but I think like, being mindful and knowing um, when you need to step back to take a break, like help. Um, I know with my new job, like September and October were full of deadlines, full of data. And like that, these two months have been very stressful for me, but it's stress that I like, like I enjoy what I'm doing. So as long as you still like enjoy teaching, like, I think it's good stress, but once it gets to the point where, like for me in my position, like last year, it just felt really toxic to me. And like, I just wasn't happy anymore. Um, But just making sure you can find like little, little joys in things. Like when I come home, I hang out with my daughter and it makes my day like so much better if I had a bad day. So I think being mindful of like, if you're a first year teacher, you don't have kids yet or not married, like have a pet or like find a place you could go on a walk or just really being mindful of your mental health. And I think that was huge for me. Like getting in a new position has really
1: helped me with that. And, and I, I think know. what you said about like learning to leave things at school. Um, and, and I think like Justin, I've talked about that before that we've, we've learned to do that over the years of it's not that important, mm-hmm. you know, and there's times it now will where,
0: be there, there will always be that to do list that is not, done and it will not get done because you keep adding stuff to it. But if you check off a couple of things every day, that's, that's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah you- and I, I think a good analogy to what you just said, Bree, is like uh, the email, right? Like we all used to make fun of it. I used to be anal retentive. Like I could never end the day with an email unopened in my inbox. Right. Like I I felt like that was so unprofessional, yada, yada, yada. To have, But like, the last couple of years, it dawned on me, like, it goes with what you were just saying is there's always a to-do list, right? There is always that one extra email. <laughs> no matter how many times a day you check that email, the, your email box, whatever, you're always going to have email in there unread. And that's
0: the a great yeah.
1: a day. Yes. Like, I can't yes. check that many. It's like uh, no, it's, it's, it's like like a gray hair. List, right? It's like a gray yeah. hair. You pull one and two show up in its place. <laughs> that, that,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is and i love how you said that bree like uh that there's always going to be that undone to-do list in education at least um mm-hmm. but that to me and i i think we would all agree that to me is not as big of a failure as uh, of having that undone checklist as it is having that undone checklist at home right like in our mm-hmm. own lives like if we have an undone checklist at home with our kids our family whatever Chris you and i have talked about this I think that is the saddest failure we could have, correct
1: yeah and that's um, like I've gotten better now I'm still bad sometimes like I gotta get this just a second I can't play catch right yeah. now but now I like I'll catch myself of no I can do that. I just need to put my kids ahead of my work that work and mm-hmm. wait yeah, let's go play catch. I mean you only have so yeah. many so many hours of daylight and yeah. that's way more important than anything yeah. I think we do at home. Because when your kids when I suffer... realize that, like
0: I, I realize that I get home and, like, I get home with Pearl at, like, 4, 4.30. And then she goes to bed at, like, 8.30. And, like, that's only a short amount of time. Like, she spends most of her day at daycare. And, like, I can yep. do stuff. If I absolutely have to do stuff, I do it after she goes to bed. Like, she's the yep. most important thing in my life. Like, my family is yep. the most important thing.
1: So. Yeah. You know, yeah, what's, what's that saying? Good. That, like, if you if you died tomorrow, your job would be posted the next day. Right. Yeah. So, and obviously, yeah. that's a little. Uh, what do you and know, that's what I call? also I, told I first year teachers: like,
0: you are replaceable.
1: Like you, you're as
0: much as you want. And not saying you shouldn't feel valued in your job because you should. Like, but
2: yeah, exactly. They'll post your job tomorrow, like, and that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. but there's a difference between valuing your job, and because I would agree, there's a difference between valuing your job and taking pride in what you do, but understanding that there has to be a disconnect and Chris you've heard me say this several years ago when did we as t- as teachers of the profession become obsolete beyond what our profession is so like here's the thing like in special education you never say that uh there is there is a there is a autism spectrum that is a student right like you don't ever put the disability in front of the person And, but that's, what's happened with education is we are the teacher who is Mr. Russell. We're not Mr. Russell, who's the teacher and a coach and a father and no,
1: and 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 I'm going to, I'm going to be uh, Mr. Munn, the guy that cuts you off because Bree's about to get kicked out of this Zoom meeting. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, next time let's, we can do it in person. It'll be a little bit easier. um, And we don't have to pay for a subscription to Zoom, I guess.
0: Yeah, this is fun. I mean, know' feel me to be on again. I would love it. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe yeah, this next will blow. Time up. You
1: stay long, do it. Yeah, maybe we'll blow up because you're on here, and then we can pay for a subscription. Yeah, it's gonna
0: <laughs> be great. Thanks, Bree. <laughs> Thanks, Bree. Bye, guys. All right, see
1: ya. Yep, bye. Recording no. stopped. Okay, so there we go. So that's, that's our first special uh, But you know what? Hey, it worked. Um, It was nice to know that it actually yeah. it actually worked. I. I didn't know that there was a time limit, but I think after the whole COVID issue, um, yeah, they started I think charging. what right. Yeah, with everybody so using can it. Can we
2: say what? Can we say what Bree does for her job?
1: Um, I don't know. I think we can let her do that next time. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't want to say her her job or where she's at because who knows? You no, know, you know how it can get. Um. Yeah, but, I get uh, it. Yeah. So for us, we can talk about some of the jobs that jobs that we did. I mean, there's there's a lot of jobs we worked together. Um Yeah, there's
2: a lot of jobs together. There's I think between the two of us, I think we've pretty much have covered the spectrum of side jobs, haven't we?
1: I think so. Um well one of the, <laughs> one of my favorites um was when we were um demoing um wine. Oh gosh, yeah. And then um Spirits. You know when we did that yep. it's uh Cause that was a whole different deal. You were talking to, um, you know, you're talking to adults after talking to kids all day. It was nice to talk to adults, mm-hmm. um, and it was good money too. I mean, and then we got, oh, absolutely. You know, free, uh, free admission to the wine fest and those things and stuff like that, um, which made it worth yeah, it. Extra, events. You know, it's yeah, just when it they, did. and it was only a couple of days a week or whatever. But then they started requiring yeah. more time, I think, and.
2: More time, and then they started their pay structure changed, and it became a lot more of a, a job job instead of uh, like a side just h- a side deal. Yeah, like a side, a side hustle. hustle or gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: what's another one that you've done? Oh man, um,
2: well I re- you remember this? I remember my first couple years teaching. So I would after getting done teaching, I'd leave around five. Uh, go home, sleep until about 10 30 and get up. And then I go stock shelves at a grocery store.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
2: until like 6 AM. I did that four days a week. Um, and then would work one weekend day a week. So that was exciting. Um, I, uh, I was alternating that with a gas station job at the time too as well. Oh man. Um, did Uber, all that fun stuff. Um, uh, side sales, drop shipping, uh, eBay, Amazon. Uh, I think I was delivering <laughs> shit at one time. Like you name it, like anything beyond like Chippendales and, and like you know drugs. I think I pretty much, pretty much did it for a little bit. But when you're single and you know how it is, you're broke. What is the, what was the stat when we graduated? Do you remember? About I think fifty percent of fifty percent of first year teachers declared bankruptcy within, like, the first year after graduating. Oh, I don't and remember that. But was, that,
1: I guess, would Yeah, and it was something man. like,
2: yeah, it was something like that. And then, like, 50% of teachers uh, quit teaching within the first five years um, due to financial issues. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and now, each, I mean, now starting pay is, is a lot better than when we, um, when we started. I think I got, I think my starting salary was... Like maybe twenty seven or twenty eight thousand dollars? Yeah, but it's perspective too, man, because like you think about
2: cost of living, right? Like or and we not to go into finances and all that, but like you know, like yeah, we say it was twenty seven five, but shoot, rent back then was what, six hundred dollars maybe. Maybe
1: for single 800 so you're foot, not, you know. No kids. Yeah. Yeah, so no
2: kids. Not- groceries weren't super expensive. I mean, there was several years where it was cheaper for me to eat out because I could split the meal into two meals. Um, than it was to buy groceries, right? Like, yeah. um, but you know, like, yeah, you're right. Teachers get paid more and, and we can talk about the semantics of, of, you know, how equitable pay is among districts. But I, I just, the worst part is, and you would agree that you remember that your first month teaching, did you get paid?
1: Uh, no, because we got. I think we started in um, late August, and then I think the first paycheck for that year was that September twentieth. Because we get paid, and and that was another thing was getting paid once a month was yes. very hard to adjust to. Oh yeah. From you know either biweekly or weekly, it was tough. Yep. That first. I mean, yeah. it would, it took a few months to adjust, but yeah, you were, you were teaching for free that first month because you didn't, you didn't get paid till the 20th of September. I remember that. What about you? Cause you were at different
2: spots. Yeah, same thing. But I remember the kids would make fun of me because for the first five months I wore this, I literally had one pair of dress pants. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I did, I wore them five days a week, would wash them on Saturday or Sunday. I had like two pairs of jeans, a couple t-shirts, like. I had nothing to my name because I, I literally was dead broke that first month. Like, um, I, I remember I had to call the bank that owned the loan on my truck and ask him if, if they could delay the monthly payments, like the end of the loan until I got paid. Like I had to explain it to like two or three people. Like I wasn't getting paid that month. Um, and this is the, this is the shit that people, you know, they don't realize, Oh yeah. I, oh, teachers, they get three months off. What are they bitching and moaning about? Well, but here's the thing. Like you get paid once a month, you get, what is it? 4% is taken out from IPERS. Then you have your health insurance. You still have social security. You have all that. And if your first year paycheck for the year is 27, five, I mean, holy crap. Like it dissipates them on a monthly basis. Quick. Right.
1: Yeah. And now like it's, and I don't know what they get paid now. Um, but uh, yeah, it goes quick. I mean, like you said, you're, you're paying for rent now. I, I can't imagine R- rents at least double, probably. I know the when I started, um, the first. Uh, Did you just fall out? Nope, but I <laughs> spilled something. That's not good. That's no bueno at all. Um, no, the first. Uh, I think I was living in an apartment downtown, and uh, oh yeah, it was like six hundred bucks. But after six, it was a brand new. After six months, they raised the rent like $300. So then all of a sudden it was not, not feasible. No, no. So I can't imagine what rent is now. I mean, it's
2: not cheap. No, and I, and, and on top of that, you, you were, you were not as single as I was, but the idea, like here you are at what? 21, 22. You're, you're single. Not only do you have to find the apartment, pay for transportation, pay for all utilities, everything, but then on top of it, you have to try to figure out how to transition from college kid to quote unquote mature adult, right? And part of that is that long-term relationship. And that's a struggle in itself on top of the financial piece, right? Like it, it sucked those first couple of years trying to figure out cheap but fun dates, right?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you were always looking in what I can't think of what they call it now. The citizen, oh, what was it? City view. You always City for view. yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like yeah. that. They always yep. posted like free or cheap things, and now yeah. like imagine you know getting back to working to you know working multiple jobs. Imagine being a, a teacher now because you, I mean, it, price of everything's higher. Yeah, you're getting paid more, but or even just as a new teacher, like you were talking about, is you're you're working a second job to make extra money. But then, like you said, you have to have like a, a personal life. And yeah. if you don't want to be single your whole life, you have to try to find somebody you like too, you know? Yeah. So where's We're just the sep? Like yeah, you're right. And it, it comes back to that
2: separation, right? Like how, if you can't afford or don't have the time to have that separation from that career, uh, regardless if its teaching or something else, like, how do you find, and this is pretty deep, I'm sure, but like, how do you find your self worth, correct? Because as soon as your only thought to yourself is I, my, you're my identity is I'm a teacher. That's all I am. That's all I'll ever be. That's all I, I need to be like, okay, but that's 40 some years of your life. And then when you get to retirement, because they'll force you to retire at some point, because I mean, no one's going to want to, you know, shuffle you down the hallway weekend at Bernie style to your classroom. And um, let you. Te- <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You should. Yeah, you might want to edit that one out. <laughs> uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave it. <laughs> we'll leave it. We could. We could gain a lot of listeners. Who knows? Or lose um, some. Either way. I mean, <laughs> lose
1: lose four. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Uh, like yeah, you're. No. I mean, and you don't want to. You don't want to die in your classroom. You know. And yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. No. No one ever on their deathbed, and I'm sure they don't say a lot of things, but. I, I guarantee no one on their deathbed goes, I really wish I taught a better lesson in October of 2026, right? Like that day was really bad for me as a teacher. Like that is not what they do, right? Like, um, and I I just, uh, I feel like the first year teachers really have to understand that not only do you have to have lessons planned out and kind of an idea of how you're going to be as a teacher, but really start thinking about how you're going to juggle all those facets of post-college and actually becoming a teacher. Um, cause trust me, your first couple of years and Chris, you would agree your first couple of years, you have a lot of leniency in, in most districts.
1: Yeah, you do. As long as you're in, not in I most mean, districts as long. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing too is, um, <laughs> If you have classroom management, which is one of the hardest things, but if you can do that, the knowledge of the curriculum and everything will come, and how to how right. to get that across—that's the biggest thing. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, when you're young, that's you gotta make sure you've got some leniency, like you said, and it's hard because yep. I know as first year teachers and new teachers before we had kids, and we've mentioned this before. Um, yeah. You know, going in on the weekends, first thing Saturday morning, stop and grab coffee and some breakfast and you go and you work for half a day or, you know, whatever, (laughs) whatever it may be. Um, because even like even married and before we had kids, it was, it was pretty easy. I'd go do that. And, uh, Morgan would go somewhere else or she'd come up and, um, you know, put stuff up on the walls in my room. But I think with some teachers too, young teachers, and we kind of talked about this yesterday at at PD a little bit with a couple of teachers is, um, you know, if you don't have, like, if you're not in a relationship, you're not, and I'm not trying to be a relationship expert by any means, so let's make sure we get that disclaimer out of here. <laughs> um, but if you're not in a relationship or you, you don't have something to go home to, you don't have, like, a pet or um, preferably a dog, cause they, you know, they're more empathetic, I think. But, um, you know, you have a really shitty day at school, and that you take that home with you. I know we have. But we have yeah. our kids and our spouses and our and our and our pets. That as soon as you walk in the door, I know my dogs are right there, excited to see me. If there's nothing greeting you at the door, yeah, you can stew in that, and that is yeah. not great for mental health. So, even though yeah. you need to juggle like your job and um, maybe a second job, you know, like if you find yeah. something fun and with people you like, that actually might yeah. be more more important than the money is just that yeah that cohesiveness with somebody or yep. the bonding
2: um well i'll tell you what like the great example of that chris is when i bartended i oh, yeah i didn't make i didn't make a lot of money but the ability because nobody oh, i should say that. the majority of people are coming into a bar like thinking about ourselves like the first thing we do even when we're pissed isn't yell at the bartender, right? Like <laughs> right, we 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 were chatty or we gotta get something off our chest, or we're like, just give me a whatever you got, like I'll take it and I'll sit down here by myself, right? Like that to me was a great opportunity. I felt so much more helpful when I was the bartender than than I did on those crappy days when I in the classroom, right? Now, um
1: now is the adage true that like they tell the bartender all, all of the troubles.
2: Oh shit. Yeah, it is. Uh, the things, uh, Oh crap. I still remember. Um, Oh man, I was, I was racing. I was coming back from Des Moines. I think I I had hung out with you guys, uh, on like a Sunday or, was, or stayed the weekend in Des Moines with you guys. And I was flying back some late Sunday afternoon, trying to get back cause I had to get my lesson plans cause at that point I was having to turn lesson plans in and stuff and I'm going through Granger and I get pulled over and uh, I'm going like 15, 20 miles or the speed. Like anyone who ever drives through Granger, Iowa knows there's a stretch on 141 that just sucks. Right? Like it's so tempting cause it's four lane to drive fast and the, the speed reduces quite a bit to like 35 or something like that. Yeah. So I, I uh, I, uh, I get pulled over, the officer comes up and he's looking at me like super weird. Like one of those deals were like, I'm thinking, Oh my God, did I do something to this guy? Like I should, I know him. Like, um, <laughs> Oh, I, i right, like, like, there's something not right here. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to jail here tonight. Um, so he takes my license, comes back a few minutes later and goes, Hey, uh, I, I'm just going to give you a warning. But he goes, Hey, I got, I got asked, he goes, do I know you from somewhere? And I go, well, I don't know why. And, and he goes, well, where are you headed? Because he goes, your ID says you, your, your ID is from Des Moines. And I tell him where I'm going, and and he goes, he starts laughing, and I'm like, well, what, what are you laughing? At? He goes, I know where I know you from now. He goes, you bartend at this place. You called me the night my wife was out on her bachelorette party, and uh, with her, uh, or with her uh, bridesmaids. They got way too drunk and they had you call me to come pick them up. Oh, and he goes, he goes, he goes, I am so forever grateful. Cause he goes, first of all, they would have, they could have made it home. Like they were so gone. And he goes, but for you to call me and you were so helpful, he goes, I am so glad that I just decided to give you this warning. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my God. Like, but that's the shit. Like, you know, people say like teachers who are burned down and I'm one of them. It was just, it was hard to see the forest beyond the right force for what it was. Yeah, and you know, the thing. and there is a perfect yeah. There is a perfect example where God. I think I butchered that phrase right. You like did, those you who, are, those <laughs> who <laughs> live in glass houses right? you know
1: the you know you <laughs> know books, the thing, you know, so the like that,
2: yeah that one thing whatever yeah you all know um <laughs> but there's a great example and I know you and, and Coach Weed gave some examples about students who weddings you went to and just who literally have said you've saved their lives. Um, but there's a great example of what that side hustle did. Um, you know, and it's not the, probably the most appropriate job for a teacher, but I had so many good interactions. Shoot. I had probably so many parent teacher conferences at the bar while I was bartending. Like, um, it is, it's just, it was a good trade off to, to what I was doing.
1: Well, and that's, Um, I mean,
2: it's a... What's the weirdest job you've ever done, the side job?
1: The weirdest? Ooh. Yeah.
2: The one, or I hate to use the word regret, because I I don't think we should have them, but uh, the one that you probably wouldn't repeat.
1: Oh, man. I gotta think. I I mean, I, I wouldn't say the weird... I don't really think I had any weird, oh, um, maybe the weirdest, I don't know if you call it weird, but was, um, was it gig walk we did, you know, where you're like, oh yes. And that was okay. It wasn't bad. I think I did a couple, couple gigs on that. The problem was it was more like East coast, West coast. So there wasn't a lot of yeah. stuff in Iowa. Um, is that the one we drove around to like four or
2: five different gas stations one time? Uh, trying believe... to find if they had like something out back set up. Yes,
1: I believe so. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah I remember, remember that one. Um <laughs> What did we do when we were dumpster diving? What were we looking for there? Was it can- that was cans?
2: We were well, that was when we were in school. That but was high school,
1: yeah. Um we went oh, we went dumpster diving for um furniture. Yeah, no, and, no no no, it and, wasn't and, dumpster diving. We found furniture on Craigslist and stuff. Oh, pallets. We were teaching when we uh, did that. Oh, uh, yeah. But, we found... Yeah, we were bad on that one. That one, yeah, that one was it, horrible. It turned into a business for a while. So, I think Yeah, I had the kids. struggle on that one was... Yeah, well, the struggle
2: was orders. Remember, we were, like, three months out from orders.
1: Yeah. and So, with that one... So, we had
2: full-time jobs, and, like, just trying to keep up on orders was a nightmare.
1: Yeah. So, with that one, it was... Um, well it started with i think you started with and we we found or you found pallets uh for free on craigslist and then um people were looking to buy pallets so we would just take the pallets for free and then sell them to the people we were just a middleman yep. for a while um just a, yeah yep and then we, we started building furniture and like wine racks mm-hmm. and things like that with um With the pallets, yeah, and we did that stuff. So that was, I don't know if you call it weird, different. I mean, it wasn't like a normal um, one that everybody does. I shouldn't say everybody does. It was
2: non-traditional.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do is um, don't eat in plasma. Um, Yeah. I'll probably do that again at some point just because it's, you go and sit for two hours with the needle in in your arm and (laughs) watch a show and, um, you know, it's not bad. So what's what's you?
2: And you, I know you love your family, but I I think you're, you're on the same page as me is it was nice having once or twice a week, those couple hours to yourself. Right. Like,
1: yeah. And that's where I was talking at PD with somebody is that, you know, they go home and then like, I don't want to say it's depressing, but like they're just there by themselves. Right. So like if you're have negative thoughts or like you had a shitty day, you're sitting there by yourself with your shitty day. And that's all you're thinking about. Whereas like, uh, you know, if you're a family, and I, and I was like, I'm the complete opposite. I go, if I can get a couple hours to myself, it's. Yep. I mean, because it's, I don't yep. say chaos, but like it's, there's always noise. There's always something. Yeah. So having a couple yeah. hours to myself yeah. is great, just because. You know, you don't. We have crappy days, and when we come home, you know, we say they go away because we see our kids and things like that. They don't go away. We just push them to the back or to the side you still had that shitty day um mm-hmm. but sometimes when you have that time by yourself you can either reflect on it deal with it or you know just let it kind of wash off of you you know because it's you have that time to just decompress you Correct. know and, and it's harder to do that with a family um so that time alone is nice but i can completely understand where somebody if they don't you know they're not going home to a family where that's all they have is that time they need interaction with adults and that's where a part-time job may be more beneficial than just the money
2: yeah and also getting out whatever's bother them right like you you can't just lament that's not healthy i mean that, i can't i can't think of any research out there that says holding on to your stress and anger is healthy right um but in any case, as far as jobs go like I know you're about to ask, let's see here um yeah, what's the your one weirdest? that I, pro- yeah. I I don't well let's start with one I don't think I'd ever do again and that is uh pallet, buying pallets of of returned electronics from Amazon oh yeah yeah and then trying to resell them one the market is so saturated like everyone and their brother kind of does it now two, your margins on anything are so low um, that you're going to pay 50% of whatever you make to Amazon because, you know, you make six bucks off of something, you're paying three bucks to Amazon to sell it. Right. So, um, so that one I want to do again, my oddest, I would say my oddest would have to be working overnight at a gas station, man. Like in a small town, that had a factory like, uh, yeah, you, yeah, it's, uh, I loved it just for the fact of the variety of people I got to talk to. And I got to know some people pretty well, especially when they get off work. And again, they treat me like the bartender cause I was at the cash register and would just kind of, you know, chat with them. Um, but that one there, that one was hard. Um, there were I did that three or four days a week. I would leave school at about four, go home, grab a quick bite to eat, go to the gas station at 5 p.m., work until 4 in the morning, oof, 5 in the morning, and then um, go home, take about an hour rest, hour and a half rest, get up, shower. Um, Yeah, that one was rough. Uh, The first couple years, and I would admit, and this is my advice for first-year teachers, like, if you somehow in your last year of college can figure out how to squirrel away, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars. I know that's a lot of money. Um, but if you can figure out how to squirrel away some money so you don't have to do those kind of hours, like I, I would say do it because um, like we said, your first month, you don't make money at all. Yeah. Um, most districts will have you come in about three weeks early before school starts. Um, their pay cycle tends to end in sometime in September or in August. So you literally go 30 days without a paycheck. There's some schools that will do like a bonus when you sign up, but that doesn't get paid into your first paycheck. Um, so keep that in mind. Also, I, I would say as far as side hustles, Find something that isn't going to take up a lot of brain power. Um, you know, the the worst thing you can do is like Bree said. Find out that your your manager wants you to work twenty to twenty five hours, right? Um, and it, and you've become accustomed to making that extra three four hundred dollars a month, and now they're going to force you to work more, and you need that money. You're kind of stuck, right?
1: Yeah, and make sure. I mean, my. Don't stay in a a side hustle that you don't like because you've already had, you have your career find something and it may not make that much money, but find something that you enjoy with people you enjoy because then you're just going to, if not, you're going to take the stress of your day and it's just going to continue. You gotta, you gotta enjoy, you know, you gotta enjoy teaching obviously, but that thing that you go to, heck, maybe it's working at a coffee shop. I always thought working at a bookstore would be nice. Just because I love books, mm-hmm. but yeah, make yeah. sure it, it alleviates stress. It doesn't add on to it. Yeah. Especially Absolutely. now, there's so many places hiring. You can find a job yeah. anywhere.
2: Yep. So another piece of advice on that would be make sure it is something completely outside of the realm of teaching. Like don't, don't teach during the week and then be like a, a nanny on the weekend, right? Like, separate the idea that you're working with kids all week don't work with kids on your off time like it needs to be something completely separate so like chris said even if it's something it is uh what you may find as boring as working in a bookshop um go do it because that contrast that separation is going to be huge for you you're gonna probably love the mind-numbing work right like put this book here, open this box now. Like, um, it might be something worthwhile. Yeah. That's what I love about stocking shelves. I just put my headphones in and for eight hours, I literally was just doing mundane work.
1: Yeah. And, and it's almost like refreshing because it's completely different. I know I, I did one thing. I forgot a job. I forgot. Um, I actually tutored at Sylvan. Uh, when I first oh, started yeah. out. Yep. I remember that. And, yeah, you're right. It's just an extension of school. And and I thought that, you know, hey, I'm going there. These kids are going to want to learn these things because they're here at tutoring. And a lot of times it was just the parents. Kids were struggling, not great scores. So the ki- parents were paying for it. Didn't mean the kids wanted to be there. And no. so, yeah, that's one I w- I would never do again. Yeah. Yeah. But, no,
2: I think that's a good, I think. I think what you gave is a great example of that Um wouldn't you say if you had a bad day at work or at school, like, that just kind of carried over, didn't it, to when you went
1: to tutor? Yeah, because it's like, I got to deal with kids, I, you know, I got to teach more, <laughs> you know, it, yep. it did, and it then, really did.
2: Yeah, it just made you keep thinking about what happened during the day, right, with that one kid or those two kids or whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, not that I did, but like, it'd be easy to take it out on another kid that made yep. one mistake and didn't know. And now project sudden, that. Yep. Exactly, yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and then
2: I, I would say closing up if we have to, my, my second piece of advice is do not be, do not be hesitant to be honest and real with students about if you do have that second job. So like great example, Brie was saying like, take, take grading home or take that work home, even though you don't get to it, like it just makes it feel like they're all because your heart's in the right place.
1: Yeah, and you um, may get to it, but
2: yeah, and, mean you and have to. with the, no, and with that, if you get back to work the next day or school the next day, and kids are like, "Hey, have you graded?" That's a great time to be honest with them. Be like, "Hey, uh, just like you, I know, right? Like yesterday, did you work?" And they'll go, "Yeah, I worked at Walmart for six hours, whatever." just like you, I had a, I had the second job or, you know, my daughter had a dance recital last night. I had some family. That was my main intention was to spend time with them. So if you can understand, I will get to that either tonight or the next day, but, but don't be afraid to have that upfront conversation because that's going to carry a long way of you being a human with those students versus no, I uh, I had a, I had better things to do. Why would I get to those? Like, I, I, I don't care if I said I was going to get to it. I have better things. And then leave it at that. Like, that will ruin your entire credibility with that class, right?
1: Yeah. Just like with – I mean, being honest, just like with anything, honesty is going to go a long way. They're gonna, yeah. I mean, that is honest, yeah. but well, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I, I doubt you <laughs> Like, be I had a stripper, hot date last night.
2: You know like, what that means, right? Like, you know, yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't wake up at my house this morning. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Don't be that type of honest. But, no. Uh... <laughs> Say, no, I
1: I had planned on it, but my yeah. kids had, I had to take my kids somewhere. It'll, I'll get them yep. this weekend. Most kids yep. understand. And, especially at the high
2: school level, middle school, they really don't care elementary. I don't, I can't imagine handing out grades or whatever at that point, but if you do, yeah, just, yeah, just know your crowd. So anyhow,
1: yeah, no, I, I hope Bree comes on again. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to have her um, in person so we don't have to shut off the zoom meet, but she had to leave anyway. Um, So, Hey buddy, where are you at? Uh, Real quickly before I do that. Did anybody leave feedback about last week? I didn't see anything. No, not yet. Man. Okay. I know. Alrighty. So yeah. Hey, don't, um, go ahead. Don't know. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, yeah, don't, if you know, don't be afraid to leave us feedback, whether it's positive or negative, uh, leave us a review, like us, share it. Um, it's just fun. We're doing something that we love and, um, yeah. Yeah. We just like to hear from other people. Yeah, definitely. So, Where I am right now, we are in Canyon Lake,
2: Texas. So it is just north of San Antonio, uh, a little under an hour. But uh, no, it's been wonderful. We came from Waco. So any of you who love that uh, uh, Joanna and Chip Gaines show, um, Fixer Upper, yeah, their, uh, their workshop and home base is in Waco. They have that Magnolia, um, facility and no, that place is awesome.
1: It was really cool. How crazy was that?
2: Oh my goodness, man. Like, uh, we could, uh, think of the, the place you've gone where you are like, time doesn't exist. Like, I don't care if it takes me three hours or nine hours, 10 hours to get through this. Like think of that place. And that is what their facility is. It is so cool. Um, it definitely is them as far as characteristics and style, which is awesome. You don't get a sense that it was some multi-million-dollar corporation that came in and made it. You know, yeah. So, uh, but was it? San Antonio, packed? I. It was packed. Holy, there was lines in every building. So they had, I think they have like a dozen buildings on their on the premises,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and every single one of them had at least. Probably 40 to 50 people online. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was insane. They have a bakery, a church. They have like little shops. Uh, they had uh, their main facility building. They had all the their souvenirs and re- restored items. And it's really cool because all of the buildings on the facility highlight their friends' businesses that oh, they've made over cool. the years. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, w- it was just really cool to see. But no, I, I always said if I had to do it over again as a young man, uh, I would either move to Kansas City or San Antonio. Just the culture, the the young vibrance that it has, just and the social life. I mean, I'd be broke as anything, but I would have made a lot of great friends, had a lot of great experiences, I'm sure. And but uh, no, so from here, from Canyon Lake. We will move on to um, Corpus Christi.
1: Okay. When, so when are you heading there?
2: We're going to head there on Sunday. So Sunday we leave here. We go to uh, a place in between here and Corpus Christi for about a few days.
1: Okay. And then
2: we'll spend 14 days at Corpus Christi.
1: Oh, wow. Is, so is that where your cousin lives?
2: Uh, my cousin lives over by Austin. Oh, okay. and then. She, Yep, and then Kim's cousins live over near Austin as well. And then – or, sorry, my cousin lives up by Dallas. And then so we we had dinner with her. We had dinner with Kim's cousins. We – a couple sets of cousins, which is awesome. And uh, it has been – I'll tell you what. I know I'm nowhere near retirement age, and and a lot of the people who are listening aren't either. But if you ever have a chance to take a a sabbatical year and you can afford it, I I would – I would do it in a heartbeat, especially if you have family and kids. Like, this experience in itself will definitely, definitely be worthwhile working until I'm 70 or 80 or whatever it is, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's You hit it right at the right time. So, awesome, buddy. Well, it's uh, good talking to you again. Um, Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll wrap her up and uh, we'll have to talk off air and see what what we'll do next time. Yeah. Um, Uh, I was going to say – for those of you who are listening, if you have any
2: recommendations on types of guests to have or topics coming up, definitely send that over. Uh, Chris will end with our was it, email? Yeah, yeah. So uh, other
1: stuff. Yeah, it's uh, so the email is belly up to the blackboard podcast at gmail.com. Kind of long. Um, you can follow us up at Twitter, belly up to the blackboard. Um, Or Instagram too. I've, I meant to get some pictures of our guests. I'll try to put one up of a screenshot of Brie. Um, I didn't get one when we had Weed on, Coach Weed, the other day. I regret that. Well, he'll come back on. He said he wanted to. So, um, yeah. yeah, And then Chris, I started, um, an Instagram on the, uh, for our travels. Oh, cool. And I
2: backdated to all the pictures. So if you want on that belly up to the blackboard Instagram, just send an invite.
1: Yeah. 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 uh, And what's yours? What's your, uh,
2: I don't say (laughs) handle. The Instagram? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. It's not the recovering (laughs) teacher. Yeah, I think it is. I I don't know if it's that full thing or if it's like different, but I don't know. Okay. Kim Kim had to set it up for me. I don't understand that technology.
1: (laughs) I'll figure it out and we'll, we'll share it and do all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, buddy, we'll, uh, talk to you soon.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again. All right. Yep. See ya. Ya yeah, va.